0: Sorry. It's been a it's been a little while. Sorry, guys. Uh welcome to episode four somebody one of the directors of Product drunk dash nerds podcast. I'm as always I'm Tyler join me with the man, the myth, the legend of self, sir, Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy?
1: Hey Tyler. It's been a tiring week. Obviously in more ways than one. I feel like you could identify with that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But uh dude, yeah, I'm I'm glad to have a couple of days off. I know playoff footballs abound as a recording. I know the Bengals have moved on. I know the Bills the have obviously.
0: Yeah. Obviously They'll had be moving on shortly. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> they just literally had themselves a fun run tonight.
0: Yeah. And
1: uh, yeah, I'm definitely excited about watching the matchup against the Niners and the Cowboys because we it hasn't been that type of playoff matchup in quite a long time. I know for playoff records between both of those teams, like historically, it's been Dallas has won five, San Francisco's one two. But the most important thing about the two is San Francisco's one is that jump started their dynasty mm. from the nineteen eighties yeah. with the whole the catch. But other than that, man, it's like I'm fairly excited to talk about games. It's been a while, but it uh, yeah. yeah, I've also been playing some games too. So
0: <laughs> cool, yo. Same jeez.
1: And now I hand the floor off to you.
0: <laughs> hi. Yeah. Hi. I uh it's been a couple of weeks, you know, for us. It's been a you know, we did you know, we had last week off obviously doing the we did uh the all the game of the year stuff, so we got all that canned and it was nice having a you know, a free weekend. Uh unfortunately though. Um if i sound like shit, I apologize. I have COVID right now. Whew. So not fun. Don't recommend it. Don't get it. Uh get vaxxed. I am vaxxed, but uh get vaxed get boosted. Um do whatever you can because uh, even though I am vaccinated, uh, I feel like garbage. And it's been, uh, I got a, my show of symptoms Tuesday, um, had a terrible fever uh, up until Thursday. And uh, now I'm mostly just congested and I at least have my voice back mostly. Uh, so, but I really just haven't talked much at all, hoping to just get it back enough to do these podcasts tonight. I say podcast because Gables aren't going to do a second one. Oh, yeah. We're um, right after this because I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, let's do two podcasts when you have COVID. Time. That's a good idea. Uh, but, you know, what? it's just nice to talk to somebody, Gables. Mm-hmm. It's nice to see somebody that's not me <laughs> or my dog because I love <laughs> my dog very much. I can't fucking stand the little fucker right now. He, he's been driving me nuts all week. Um, oh, he's very boy. confused. I don't blame him. I love him very much. Uh, but he, oh, boy, he's, he's just been driving me goddamn nuts. Um, oh. Oh, yes. I understand yeah. that feeling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude, you know, but, but nice was my uh, sister went and uh, ended up – we had a snowstorm Friday, so she goes to school part-time. Uh, and then uh, she had the day off from work, just so happened to work out. And then school got canceled because of uh, the snowstorm, impending snowstorm. Oh, wow. So she was able to go to the store for me before the storm hit. So thank God. Dude. Uh, Dude, I
1: can understand that because I know along the West Coast right <laughs> now, it's like there's been a volcano, like a tsunami warning.
0: Oh, the yeah, that's fucking wild, dude. It's freaking oh. wild, like off the
1: Tonga, like an island. Did you off see of Tonga. the fucking
0: shots from space? No, oh my god, Gables. I will send you I've, these videos.
1: All I've heard is like a volcano erupting, near, like the Tonga Islands or something like that, and that the Hawaii and the West Coast had like tsunami warnings.
0: Dude, it is fucking wild. I recommend okay. looking up. I was watching some of the videos from like they were like International Space Station, the explosion from space. It is wild. Uh, and then, like people were like recording from like six over six hundred miles away. Wow! And it, like sh- you can hear the the boom, and it like the the ground not like an earthquake, but it it shook the ground uh, from over six hundred miles away. That's how explosive this fucking that it was. And that's an underwater uh, that's volcano. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was fucking wild. Uh, I would recommend anybody look that up. But yeah, uh, what was I saying? Oh, no, you were oh, saying about like my, my, my sister. Yeah. My sister went and got groceries for me. Cause, uh, I don't, I didn't, you know, obviously don't plan when, when I do my grocery shopping to be home during the day. So I usually just buy like shit to, like food for the weekend and then dinners. Right. Uh, so being home Tuesday through Friday, uh, normally I do my shopping Friday night. Uh, didn't go well. Gables did not go oh, well. No. Uh, I, uh, ended up, uh, luckily i had uh, my mom's always said uh you know buy buy uh it's always good to buy bread even when you don't need it because you never know you know sometimes you just need some toast and thank god i did because I, I i for months i would never buy bread uh because it would just i would barely use it or just throw it away and without using it and i started doing that and i'm really glad i did because um That's all I fucking had to eat for like three goddamn days. So I had peanut butter toast and grilled cheese sandwiches for three goddamn days. It was not fun. I I am so sick of bread. You had a fully diet. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Um, I had like a little bit of jelly left. So for like a day there, I was able like two days I had, I was able to have like some some jelly toast with it. Uh, But uh, yeah, that was. uh, Yeah. Boy. Uh, Yeah. I, I I ran out of like, yeah, it was not great. I don't.
1: Oh, man, that's no bueno. <laughs> no. it was So,
0: like, I felt like garbage. But to be fair, it's not like I had the energy to be able to stand up to cook anything anyways. Yeah, no shit. It was it took everything I had just to get out of bed to go to the bathroom on some of these days, uh, let alone actually make anything. So uh, when you're standing there drenched in sweat, just trying to make toast, it's not fun. Uh, nah. So anyways, yeah, like I said, get vaccinated, get boosted people because uh, it's not fun. Uh, anyways, I get to go back to work on Monday. hooray Fucking goddamn it! Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I don't know. I still show symptoms, so if I if I if still feel like this on Monday, uh, I will not be going back to work on Monday. But uh, I'm almost out of sick days, so hopefully it's over soon. Um, anyways, we are back. This is a video game podcast. Uh, where we talk about video games. Um, uh, we got an extra special fun episode that w- that will be coming out later on this week. Uh, that' something I've been wanting to do for the last couple of years now, and I totally forgot to do it last year. And I brought to Gables, and we talked about, went over the rules. We made the, we made it, and everything like that. So it's gonna be a little fun, little show we're gonna do. Um, uh, should we just tell him, or do you want? Should we make him wait?
1: You know what? You know what? Well, let's tell him. We'll okay. get a little bit of suspense for him.
0: Yeah. Okay. So Gable, uh, so you uh, go ahead and tell him. Okay. So uh, we are doing a uh fantasy league for video games this year. Uh, there with, uh, it's called fantasy critic, uh, dot games is what it is. Uh, and it's like fantasy football where you make, you make, you join a league and you draft games. Uh, and the way it works is, uh, any game that score, like it takes the average score. Like it's like Metacritic, but it's, it's open critic instead. Uh, and any, whatever the game scores over 70, you get that many points, but if it scores less than 70, uh, on open critic then you lose that many points so if the game comes out and has 87 on open critic you get 17 points but if it has a 62 you lose 8 points um mm. so we're gonna there's a bunch of different rules too we'll get into it when we do the normal show but it goes all year round it's just the two of us in this league though but there are if you want to uh, make your own league with your own friends and do that um you could do that there's so many different rules there it's kind of confusing we made one league and then I'm like I totally butchered a lot of I didn't understand the rules when I made it so like I don't still understand them but like We'll, we'll figure this year is kind of a test year. Uh, obviously, we still want to win, though, but I, I think we're going to learn and figure out what works best, and what doesn't uh, kind of like you, you would if you'd like do face football or anything like that. But right, it's going to be a fun right. thing we're going to do we're going to do a fun draft episode next uh, coming up. Where we're going to each uh, draft 20 games for our individual uh, teams. So, uh, but yeah, that is what we're doing on uh, the, our extra special episode uh, coming out probably Wednesday. Is how it's gonna work out. Wednesday or Thursday? Uh, we'll figure it out when we get there, though. But Gables, we have some topics to talk about. So All let's right. get into them. Uh, quite a bit of stuff actually happened over the last uh, couple weeks since we've we've done like a normal podcast. Um, I kind of narrowed it down because there was a lot, but like a lot. It's like not huge, just a lot of little things. Uh, so I wanted to, I kind of narrowed down some of the like the bigger shit, and then we have a decent amount of quick hitters to get through. Uh, but kind of the bigger stuff here. Starting off, uh, so kind of a cool thing here so you maybe i don't know ubisoft plus is coming to xbox um but I, I do want to clarify there's been a lot of like uh misconception about this where people are thinking it's coming to game pass uh that is not the case um ubisoft plus is coming to xbox uh it's been on pc it's on luna and what's uh i think it's google stadia it's on as well because of course mm-hmm. if a new uh, platform is out ubisoft's got to be on it oh, um shit. <laughs> I'm either like the one backer i think Ouya had uh, so, um, anyways, they, uh, they, this came out, they start. I think they created this like 2020, 2021, somewhere in there. Uh, it's been on, like I said, it's been on those platforms for a while. Uh, I kind of looked at it a little bit cause I know of it, but I didn't really know uh, the details on it. So it's actually kind of a lot better than I thought it was. Uh, so it's, it's $15 a month on PC, but it's like 18 bucks a month. So it could be, you could do it on, you can, yeah, it has Luna, Stadia and PC, Okay. Uh, I don't know how they have no given no the de- there's no details on a date or the pricing it's gonna be on Xbox but for this case I'm gonna pursue just $15 on Xbox but it includes all of their titles and day one releases oh so okay you are a big fan of those games like it's kind of like it's basically like imagine Xbox is if Xbox how theirs are everything's just day one but it's it's just Ubisoft games uh, so you know if you're a big fan of a game want to come up. obviously you know Mario plus Rabbids will not be on the service on Xbox, but you know what i mean if it's if it's on xbox that game's coming to Xbox it'll be on there uh, also they did announce at the same time though that uh Rainbow Six Extinction, which is coming out january twentieth uh so what is that next Thursday or whatever uh that will actually be coming to game Pass on day one right uh so that's cool that is coming to game pass we have that. I didn't realize this though. Uh, for people who don't know that's that one for it's like Rainbow Six Siege but zombies, right? Right. Uh, so, uh, but I didn't realize it that this game was actually only like forty bucks on last gen and fifty bucks on new gen. So it's not even a full price 60 seventy dollar game. Damn. Uh, so yeah, um, coming. I don't know when. I imagine it's coming soon. Uh, I'm going to double check. I think it's like late sure January. Didn't... Yeah, or... I don't because the article I read uh, did not have a date. let me uh yeah no it does not will be no no let's double check here nope no date as far as i can tell but gables what's your thoughts on all this
1: well you know what in regards to the ubisoft things i think it's a i think it's kind of a failed opportunity just to join the game pass thing in general because that's like one of the only like major third party things that are not like ea or like any of the other like uh acquired like uh, studios and stuff from Microsoft and stuff. So having Ubisoft games to go through and download on a Game Pass sort of thing instead of having a separate thing on the same Xbox, you know, it's like, I think that's kind of a missed opportunity for that. But I can fully understand why Ubisoft chose that route because they want to get the most profit like uh, possible before initially delving into, say, like a Game Pass alternative. But uh, it's good for the major fans of of that uh publisher in general especially if they're the ones that really like uh, say the far cry series or really like their assassin's creed games or they really like like looking forward to what is potentially going to be coming out but uh if you're someone that really doesn't spend a lot of time playing ubisoft games in general that are not like say nintendo focus or something like that you're you're really not going to give too much of a shit about this
0: yeah no i mean i get that i, I... I get why, though, they're not doing it right away on Game Pass because it, you know, see if the service works and takes off. My EA Play wasn't always, I guess it came before Game Pass, but even still, even after Game Pass came out, EA Play was not part of Game Pass. Um, Right. I think the the main difference, though, is like when EA Play was like $30 a year or $5 a month, Uh, and those games are, those are older EA games that are coming to that service, Um, whereas, you know, Ubisoft is putting day one games on this service. So I get like not wanting to put those on there right away. Right. Uh, that makes complete sense. Cause I, like in the game pass, that would totally fuck up, you know, their games, like, you know, far cry, Assassin's Creed; those games sell tens of millions of copies. Absolutely. Uh, and so I could see why they don't want to do it. And you get, you do also get like much like game pass and EA play. You do get discounts on, um, some of their, like, you know, their, uh, Microtransaction stuff too. I think it's like twenty percent off, um, which is you know like like you buy Game Pass games on Game Pass, you get twenty percent off on any other microtransactions or the game itself. Uh, so yeah, I, I can see whether or not I want to do it. You know, don't want to give the the cow away for free. You know, uh, right away. Maybe I think I could see it eventually coming, uh, or maybe they it's a it becomes a, a different a, a different tier of Game Pass. You know, because I mean, I, I imagine like this is a fifteen dollars a month service, and it, it's not a. It sounds like a. I mean, it's Ubisoft. If you, but like if you're somebody that just really likes them, or even you play a lot of their games often, like you can you just jump jump in and get it for a few months. Or this could be something like this could be worth it for people that like love diving into their games, and like right. even like I can see myself using a service to, like oh the new when the new Assassin's Creed comes out instead of dropping seventy bucks on it, I could just get ubisoft plus for a month and just play it on there and bounce when i'm done
1: like yeah pretty much
0: um yeah so I, I think i'm all for it like you know like it's definitely we're we're at this we're like definitely like really pushing this this subscription bubble uh you know for everything or everything every music there's so many different music services video game tv movies it's too much where, yeah it's good <laughs> i mean like it's been too much and it's just getting even bigger uh, there's going to be a certain point where this burst or, I mean, or
1: it's going to burst sooner where, or later.
0: Yeah. Or uh, the very least we're sorry. <laughs> uh, sorry guys. Uh, but, uh, you know, we're going to get to that point where, yeah, like it's going to burst or like so many services are going to start falling off because they can't sustain, uh, this level because right, you can only be, people can only spread. So, so fans, so people can only have so many different services. Uh, you know, I like, i think some people are gonna say fuck it i'm out or they're only gonna they're gonna find the ones they like stick to those Or they're gonna be like a lot of people like i was for a while we're like all right cool i'm gonna get netflix for a couple months bang through all these things like let it build up get it for a month or two watch all these things get rid of it all right cool halo or halo hulu has this off and get this for a few months cool mm-hmm. watch those things bounce uh you know so i, I who knows but uh yeah, I, I'm curious like how much longer this whole thing going for. But uh, moving on here to uh, another topic. This was kind of a, a bummer news. Uh, is that E3 will not have a physical event this year? After last year, they said they were they were planning on it. Um, uh, they, they they used like COVID becoming still being a thing as an issue. Uh, but I guess like quietly they had already canceled uh their in person event even like before Omicron and all that was a thing. Uh, and it had, really has nothing to do with COVID, but they used to use COVID as an excuse. Right. Um, so yeah, they're not going to, no, they did say, so they they said it's going to be a digital thing only, but they didn't say what it was going to be or what it will be. Uh, but it's something, e, E3 will be a thing, it sounds like, but we don't know what it's going to be, how it's going to be. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, obviously we're never going to go to one of these things. Uh, but I don't know, I'm don't i kind of bummed about it you know like it's always exciting to see all these people go this event uh, you get to you know hear about the stuff that happens behind the scenes right like, uh, the, the meetings that happen like you know like Mario plus Rabbids wouldn't have been a thing if E3 was a thing like you, these people want Ubisoft and Nintendo want to talk you hear about all these partnerships that happen through you know meeting at E3 so many meetings are planned because everybody's at the same place at the same time obviously Zoom and you know uh the last two years has changed that as like, you don't have to do these anymore, but I don't know. It's just kind of I like, I've heard about other games too, where like people like two high up execs go are at a bar at a party and they start talking and then boom, a game like a partnership gets gets created out of it. So I don't know. I mean, what, what's your thoughts on possibly another year of just being a digital event? Honestly,
1: I'm not surprised, but at the same time, Ever since the COVID stuff's been going on and stuff like that, ETH really hasn't been too much of a factor in that regards. Last year, it was sort of like a pseudo thing where it was more more likely like digital and stuff with like some physical stuff to it. So to eventually see the thing not having like a physical thing in general, I mean, that's not surprising considering the California state laws in effect and stuff and how strict it is just to get something. So that L.A. Convention Center.
0: Yeah, and like you think about like renting out a space and it's like we can't use, you know, like when COVID first hit and like they right. canceled everything and weren't allowed to do things. Like you, know, you can't you, – you pay this money to rent the space out. It's like, well, if there's not a state of emergency or anything like that, you can't – you know, who, who knows what the chances are of them like, okay, cool. Well, we can just break this up. You get your money back. No problem. You know, they can't risk – putting all this money in to like renting a sp- uh, space in fucking LA. God knows that probably costs a pretty penny in the summer, you know, and all that. And then like, or if they change, like, Oh, you can only be 50% capacity or something like that. It's like, th- there's no chance of them making their money back. You know, if they want to make this a public event where they were selling tickets before to the, the, the public, you know, and all that. And then, uh, I, don't know, I like, and who knows if even like big companies don't even want to send that many people anymore, uh you know you want to risk sending a bunch of your employees most of your employees to the same place at the same time at a big uh event <coughs> oh sorry i am dying over here still uh but you know risk doing that all at the same time i don't know it just seems like a lot of big risk for a lot of people yeah go ahead Gables, i'm sorry
1: all right well <coughs> anyway in that regard you know it's like other big name companies have been following the pattern for the past couple of years that doing their own digital only type of events. I mean, Nintendo was the one of the first ones really to follow and, you know, follow their own beat of their own drum and stuff. Whereas Sony dipped out, then you have like other major publishers follow suit and stuff to where you don't really need an E3 to announce the games that you have in specific, like a lineup for the fall or even like during the summer or whatever Hell all it has to be is like for a lot of the publishers and developers, Hey, if they want to do their own separate things inside that E3 week, which that's exactly what happened during uh, 2020 and then 2021, it was his own thing with all the developers and everything else following suit that, uh, yeah, you don't really need an E3 in order to spoke like spark that E3, that of spirit among developers.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, we don't need a, a physical E3 to have the events. People can do whatever they want. You know, like, Xbox and EA already have technically left E3 years ago. Yeah. And we're just doing, but they're just doing their events, like, across the street. Yeah. Or down the street. Nintendo's a digital only thing forever anyways, and that's kind of been the future, is, like, you know, we have, like, State of Plays, and we have the PlayStation uh, 5 events and stuff like that. Like, Xbox does their own. Like, we don't need to have those. Like, definitely miss having the crowd's at these events, but, yeah, I mean, like, that part is always, like, exciting to hear the crowd go crazy when something gets announced or yeah, things like that. But, yeah, and I just hope that if we do it, they do it better. Um, You know, and then plus on top of that, you got Jeff Keighley doing Summer Game Fest. So, now they're competing over these same things, you know, like, yep. about getting, you know, like, Summer Game Fest got Elden Ring the two days before E3. Wow. They got fucking the, the biggest, you know, reveal of E3 was something that didn't happen at E3. Um, so, I mean, you got those two competing for each, you know, with each, with each other now on top of that. So they can't really like take a year off again. And also they can't really have the E3 they had this year where like, it was just like, if anybody just has anything to show at all, you can come Capcom. You don't have anything to show that's fine. Come uh, Randy Pitchford wants to just harass Kevin Hart and the crew of the Borderlands movie for 30 fucking minutes. We're just going to follow him around.
1: Oh god, yeah, that cool. was that was fucking stupid.
0: <laughs> yeah, there were so many bad ones that we were watching. It was terrible. Yes,
1: yes, that like, that was the most like that was the most on its deathbed. I think I've seen E three. <laughs> I think there was
0: like four, 14 events, and it really only need to be like four. Like only four yeah. were really worth. Like Ubisoft, yep. Square Enix, even Square Enix wasn't that great. Really, I mean, they had that fucking Babylon's Fall, the Final Fantasy Origin game. And then Guardians of the Galaxy, and that was like pretty much it. Yeah. Like the only thing really that really needed to be there was probably Nintendo and Xbox, and everybody else yep. could have just like, could have just got away. And then you saw forward. That was like that was it. Everybody else didn't really need you, but uh, I don't know. They see it tying up, where they can't just take, you know, don't just take anybody. Just you know, pick pick the game, pick the pick the people. And if you're gonna if you want to be there, make sure you actually have shit to show. No shit. Because we don't we don't need. I don't need fucking. A 30-minute event. We have nothing to show me. Uh, or, yeah, or you're going to have fucking Randy for walking around harassing people while you show me nothing in between that. But uh, moving on here, Gables, to uh, kind of our last bigger topic here. Um, PlayStation Now cards have been pulled in the UK. Yeah. So PlayStation Now, you can still subscribe to it and you can still on on the PlayStation. You cannot. Uh, but next week, they're pulling the cards. Uh, physical cards you can buy, uh, like you would buy a PS Plus or a gift card at the store. They're pulling those. Uh, So there is that PlayStation Spartacus, which is the the Game Pass uh, competitor that PlayStation is rumored to be planning to launch sometime in the spring of this year. Um, So it's making people wonder if that's, you know, a part of that has to do with that. You know, they want to prevent people from buying. I mean, but you can still go out, like you can still go on the PlayStation Store and buy, a year's worth right now if you want to. Right. But you know they're getting away with that and they said that they they you know they're just going to pull the cards and then you can buy gift cards instead if you want to you want to do that. But I'm like why pull the cards that you've already made? But um anyways, yeah, so they they're pulling those. Uh I guess so they have already like in the United States, they actually pulled them months ago. Uh it just never got reported or no one noticed. And it's and <laughs> no one cared to notice. Other, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So I just, I don't think, I don't, I just, I, I imagine like maybe like, cause it, the way it worked out, I think was like uh, a, a, a store mentioned it to a journalist in the UK. And that's how it got, even got noticed was like an employee at a store said something to a, about the, and sent the memo to them. I'm guessing there's wow. no one did that here or just no one thought it was a big enough deal to even talk about, but that's probably months ago. We didn't, I don't think Spartacus we didn't learn about until, I think, November. So yeah, if they pulled correct. them in September, probably no one would have even thought about it. So that's probably why it wasn't mentioned back then. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, do you think this is just them getting rid of it? Or do you think this is just like getting rid of the cards and like, ah, just buy gift cards because we'd rather you have gift cards? Because that's more money you could spend in the store. Or do you think this is them preparing for Spartacus?
1: All right. So for the whole PlayStation Now cards... This is too large of scale for it to be an isolated thing inside of a region. This is more or less in regards to the entirety of the PlayStation Network card. So those PSN Now cards, pardon me. So this definitely feels like a prepping for an announcement. And if it has to do with, like say, the rumored Game Pass equivalent, that's codenamed Spartacus. Then, yeah, I kind of feel like that this is going to lead up to a reveal by Sony in regards to this uh, Game Pass-like service. I mean, it's been rumored since it was first, like, uh, brought to light in regards to, like, last November. But, uh, hell, even like, looking around, like, the local areas and stuff, you can't find any PSN, like, PS Now cards. You can't do that. You know, the last time I've actually seen a PS Now card was actually last April because I got one and <laughs> redeemed mine for like a year's worth. <laughs> but hey, it was 60 bucks. It was like, wait, what? well, you know, well, might as well. And I have played games on it from time to time. But other than that, though, you don't really, especially around like the local area, you don't really see them because I guess that's the reason why. It's because Sony wanted to go through to mass polling. But yeah, I do believe it's going to be eventual announcement of something. And there's also that rumor like, state like PlayStation, like a state of... Uh, play potentially being announced like in the next couple of weeks so who knows two things are tying together all nice in a bow maybe it's more than a coincidence
0: yeah I, 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 I just the thing about like there's been that yeah but there's always a rumor of a state of play because typically because I guess it's like there's always a rumor of there's gonna be a, a direct in, in January February because but there's not really rumors just people assume it because there's just usually is one right uh, and there usually is one for state of play but state of plays have never been like big things get announced here. That's never been the thing. Like big surprise reveals are never at state of place. It's always like they always tell you in advance what's going to be there. And there might be some surprises, but it's never, it's never anything huge. Uh, it's always like indie games or smaller games. It's never anything like you've got to wear Ragnarok. Isn't going to be revealed there? Or if like, it's like they're going to like do a big event around Horizon Forbidden West. They'll call it Horizon Forbidden West state of place. So if it's, it's one of those, I don't think it is. I don't know if it'll be there unless they they announce like they got like I the PlayStation Five events is when they do the big shit. So I but I can also see like just just being like a blog post, you know, and they just put it on there. Like,
1: I think it possibly I mean, could be like more than like just a simple blog post. I mean, hell, yeah, You know, like, if, I,
0: I could just put it on the PlayStation blog. Like we've a lot of big news has been dropped in there before in the past. So right, it's like it's not like a lot of times release dates for games are put on there. Like the Horizon Forbidden West date was just on a blog post. Okay. Or them changing like announcing the the change of the price for like Verizon was on the blog post. Like they don't do uh, necessarily all the big shit doesn't get revealed uh, you know at on the at these events. So I could see something like that where it's not like a uh I mean, this could be a big deal, but it's like it's not like a big it's not a game and stuff like that. They're not trying it's not an E3, it's not a big PlayStation 5 event. I could very easily see them putting it on there. Unless it's, like, fucking crazy nuts. Way better than we think it's going to be. Yeah. But I, I think this is definitely the prelude to that. Just getting ahead of it now. Uh, it's kind of, I, I could see, like, you know, they don't want to advertise this thing. They're going to, like, you know, where you could buy the, the cards in store. Because who knows how it's going to work? Because I remember when, like, the Game Pass was announced. They just, like, uh, they, it was a separate thing. But when they made Game Pass Ultimate, when they tied everything in together, like, if you already paid off, two years of xbox live you can just like all right for a dollar you can uh combine them together uh and like you can get x amount of months or whatever so i don't know how it's, i don't know how they're gonna plan on i for people that like like you you said you're good till april if in march day now they were they, they dropped this new thing how's that gonna work for people like you they already have an extra month of it true how's that gonna work out so probably just want to get that so people It probably won't prevent people from buying a year's worth so i wonder if Going to, yeah, I don't know, but we'll we'll see when we get there. I guess I, I imagine I do think we'll hear about it in the next couple months, but I don't necessarily believe it'll be at some big uh, a big a uh, big drop in a state of play. Excuse me. Oh boy, uh, it's really hard. When you can't breathe out of your fucking nose. Uh, but anyways, moving on. Here some cool hitters we got. Uh, so first up here, you know, this was kind of like this goes like the no shit no shit fucking award for. Uh, <laughs> This is on a pod. I don't remember the name of the podcast it was on, but like someone was talking about, uh, they are talking about like what they were expecting for twenty twenty two, and they uh, the person revealed that Mario Kart nine in Mario Kart nine is in development. Uh, it's got a new twist. Uh, no shit. Uh, but the big thing that came out of it was he said it's planned for twenty twenty two.
1: Okay, that's new.
0: Yeah, um, I yeah, I don't know. Like I said. The fact it's in development, the fact that it has twists, like no fucking shit, that's every Mario Kart. There's probably always a Mario Kart in development of some sort. And it's been nine years since we got one, a new one, an actual new one. Almost Technically, nine, yes. Like, wait, 2014. So eight years in May will be since we've had a new one, because uh, I'm not counting the port. Uh,
1: Especially if but... Nintendo's rumored not to release a new system in regards to its next successor or something like that. Maybe not until late yeah. 2024.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I really, I think early 2024 is the earliest we see a, a, a switch 2 or whatever it's going to be called. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't. Know. I mean, do you do you foresee a new Mario Kart coming out this year? Do I foresee
1: one coming out this year? Hmm. Well, considering Nintendo doesn't usually announce, normally doesn't usually an, like announce their games unless it's at least a few months out. Honestly, I could see that happening for this year.
0: Yeah, that's the only way I can see it working is if they, I feel like if they announce this, it's got to be like, it's got to be ready to go. Yep. And it's coming soon because when the new one gets announced, it's going to, dr- it's not going to stop the sales of 8, but it's going to, if people know it's coming, people are going to, st- when they buy a Switch, they're going to st- be less likely to buy the, the Mario Kart 8. Mm-hmm. So you want to like, say you announce it at, let's just say E3, like that thing has got to be go ready to go in September. Or if you like, you got to announce it and it's got to be coming out before the holidays, you know, it's going to come out or no, it's got to be out in November. Like you can't announce that like at E3 it's, it's coming next spring. I'm like, okay, well you just killed uh, the sales of one of your best selling games during the holidays. So that's not going to work. So like the business side of it, where like you look at it where, like, they gotta know for a fact that thing is ready to go and it's good to like, it's kind of already been done and it's just like, we're just waiting to drop it whenever we want. Uh, cause yeah, cause I, I think that it's got, like I said, it's gonna be quick. It's gonna be fast. They can't announce it nine months out, eight months out, two years out. When it's ready, it's ready. It's out. That's what they gotta do. They gotta do the fallout <laughs> four. Um, if, I don't think it's going to happen. I, maybe it could happen. Uh, but then like say they, I guess they could just do what they did with Mario Kart eight and just like release it on the switch. Cause people will just buy the shit out of it again. I don't think it's going to sell as well as eight, but I think it could definitely sell. It could be definitely a, a 15, 20 million seller in a year, but um, yeah. I, and then they could just when the switch to or where the next console is. They could just do a Mario Kart nine deluxe, I guess. And just boom, sell that could instead of like, cause I was thinking it'd be better to like, it make more sense to have that be the launch game. Right. But, uh, I think actually it, it would, they could very easily just sell it to us twice. So actually, would probably make business wise probably make more sense to do it now when you have a hundred plus million switches out there, and forty million of those people already bought bought it once. You could probably get twenty million to buy it, you know, to, to buy the new one, and then get most of us to buy it again when it comes out the new console. Yeah, I really. Our, like, I, well, I think like Mario Kart Eight sold five plus million copies on a console that had twelve twelve and a half million units out there, so. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I could see, I could, I, I could see it happening this year. I'd be really excited because I, I, I can't wait to to just have more new tracks to play. Uh, as much as I love eight, uh, I just want new tracks. I want a new Mario Kart because it's been, like I said, eight years uh, almost since the last one came out. Uh, next up, sticking with uh, you know Nintendo news here, and you know, kind of proving the point like that. You know, news isn't always dropped as Nintendo director of plays here. Uh, just randomly dropped a new trailer for Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Uh, They announced there's going to be some co-op. I think it's just two-player co-op. And it's coming out March 25th, Gables. Um, Mm. How excited are you for this this, uh, Kirby game?
1: To be really honest with you, my excitement level for it is actually in a moderate level to where it's not like incredibly low and stuff. I am excited because it's something different in regards to a Kirby game before then where it's mostly focused upon either a 2D aspect, either a specific gimmick, to try to make it a little bit more fresh in regards to the game in and of itself, but I'm interested in seeing how like Kirby works inside of a 3D platformer sort of styling of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Like when they when they first revealed it at that direct, I was like, I was definitely really excited for it. You know, like other than the fact it looks like it takes place in Horizon Forbidden World, right? Uh, but uh, Forbidden West, I'm mixing up the games now. Uh, but uh, I'm excited for it. I think it looks really cool. I think it could be really cool. I just hope, like, cause like the 2D platformers are just like Super Mario, the the like 2D Mario games, but easy, like right, one of the easiest of easy modes and they're just kind of boring. Uh, like I played like uh, what was it the uh, Al- what was it? something Allies, the one the one that Star came Allies, up. Star Allies. Yeah, like I played like the first world of that. I'm like this, this is, this is very boring uh i even played i played the one on wii u as well uh not the yarn one
1: okay not uh, the yarn one but it was oh are you sure it was the wii u
0: one i'm thinking of yoshi i'm thinking oh of yeah you're thinking it's of yoshi. yarn yoshi yeah that game was actually pretty awesome i played another one though and i was like this is boring as fuck uh i mean not that like it's it's cute and craft the world was the other Yoshi one. I did not like that one either the 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 one that the Yoshi game that came to uh switch was very boring uh and this is the same team that makes the kirby games uh uh very cute art styles but I just find uh I just it's just it's just too it was too easy it's just kind of like I'm just going through the motions here uh I hope it's just not a three d version of Mar- baby Mario essentially where it's just like not the baby Mario games but just like we're just making you know like we're just making this super simple. Overly simplified. I want. I hope there's like, you know, this is fun, unique, but also a little bit of a challenge for us as well. Because uh, I'm I definitely like, I've got a ordered at, at GameStop and ready to pick up when it comes out. Uh, but right. it's definitely gonna be one of those ones where the reviews come out uh, is gonna decide whether or not I pick it up, or I'll just switch it to my switch that money over to another game. Uh, but I really want this game to be good because I really want a game to game play my fucking Switch uh, <laughs> one. But also, I think this game looks like it could be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. So I have not played many games on my my Switch cables. I put less than sixteen hours into my Switch last year. Wow. And I put like the year before I put like twenty five. Uh, and twenty of that was me hate playing uh, Age of Calamity. Uh, just hoping that game would get good, and it just oh, never did. Oh man, too bad you're Fuck not in, that game.
1: Too bad you're not into any type of big major RPGs.
0: <laughs> God, yeah. If I if I if I love JRPGs, well, a I wouldn't have time to. It would take me all year to beat one. Uh but also, yeah, that yeah, I would definitely I would have seventeen years worth of fucking games to play if I like JRPGs, because that's all they fucking put on that goddamn thing anymore. First party wise is fucking JRPGs.
1: It is the natural evolution of the Vita for a reason.
0: <laughs> true, true. Uh moving on here though to our last uh kind of news topic. Uh uh so Twist the Metal, which is uh never really officially been confirmed to be in development but it's pretty heavily rumored and they even uh, PlayStation didn't even say that they have like not given up on the franchise uh someone so that we're actually getting to a tv show uh uh, f- hmm. for that coming I don't, I don't know god knows how long away that thing is i don't think they've even actually put anything really together as far as like a writing team but uh that's been announced and uh playstation's been really big about wanting to put out uh you know like like they're trying to work on putting games out when the TV show comes out. Kind of mm-hmm. like you would see back in the day of like, you get the movie tying game with the movie comes out. Oh, yeah. uh, this won't be like necessarily tied into the movie or the TV shows, but they'll just, they want to put a game out when the hype is, you know, kind of like how Witcher, to, like, basically just do the Witcher thing. where like, when the Witcher show came out. Everybody went out and bought fucking Witcher two. Uh, but uh, anyways, so, uh, Twisted Metal is, was, uh, was kind of rumored heavily to be in, in development. Uh, I believe into 2020 early 2021 uh it was it was rumored to be in development by lucid who made the structured all-star game yeah i don't remember that was that game that like was supposed to be a, a day one launch game on ps5 yeah everybody looked at it and they were trying to sell it for 70 bucks i'm like that game that. does not look that great and then they end up giving it to everybody they delayed it like four months to put it on ps plus uh oh boy gable's walk away he's put me in charge i don't know how this is gonna go because i have to cough really bad I'm really sorry if you're watching this on uh video. I keep ducking off the screen. I'm blowing my nose a lot. Uh because COVID sucks. Get vaccinated. But anyways, uh Lucid is the team that was making Destruction All Stars. That game ended up getting delayed. Like four months, like I said, put they put it on PS Plus. Uh I played it. It's fine. It's it's a it's a seven. It's a seven ass seven. Uh you know, it, or about maybe six point five. I don't know. But it's like it's technically nothing wrong with the game. It is fun enough, uh, but it's a online destruction uh, character game. It's not, you know like it just doesn't wow you in any way. You know it doesn't have that factor in it. Wow, I'm just got a shot pain in my foot. That was weird. Uh, I do not have COVID toe. I don't think. I don't know. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah. So I'm sorry. I'm all over the. I have COVID brain. Leave me alone. But anyways, uh, yeah. So lucid. Uh, was supposed to be making that uh they the like i said that get to the point here instruction all-star was a game they made uh came out it was fine came out to fine reviews but just no one cared then it's i think it's like 20 on the ps they bought playstation store uh but anyway so fire sprite is the studio that they bought i believe at the end of 2020 uh playstation did they're mostly a vr developer they made a bunch of helped make a bunch of vr games They are making supposed to be making two VR games. One of them was we found out last week was actually the Horizon uh, VR game. I can't recall the mountain. Uh, They're helping uh, make that game with Gorilla. Uh, They are now apparently gonna be making the sorry. Oh, they are apparently helping make uh, or helping or not helping. They are now making the Twisted Metal game. And kind of on top of that, what's happening here is uh, Fire Sprite, which both studios lucid and FireSprite, are both owned by playstation but FireSprite is like poaching the lucid people and the studios are like located like 15 minutes apart from each other in liverpool uh and uh the, the actually like their the main director at lucid left uh to go to FireSprite sprite with, but with a, several other employees i don't know the number but probably a dozen or so uh these aren't huge huge studios i think you know, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I think Fire Sprite has like 100 people. And Lucid probably brought the same thing. So they so probably like, well, we just took like half the staff. So we might as well just move the game over there. So maybe that's what's happening. Uh, I was like, oh, cool. You switched jobs. Well, cool. You can do the same fucking thing. Uh, so if you're trying to get away from it, well, too fucking bad. Anyways, uh, so Twist the Metal, uh, switch teams with uh, to them. Hopefully, uh, but probably because, you know, A, like why would we give Lucid made this really bad character uh, destruction racing game. Not very bad, but just a blah nothing uh, care, character racing game, destruction game. Uh, so why would we give them another one that actually has an IP that people care about on it? Uh, and we're trying to, you know, bring this back after uh, was it the Twisted Metal on PS3 came out and nobody gave a shit. Uh, yeah, so I guess, but no, I guess you're giving it to this. You're just. You give it to a different studio with the same people. So I don't know. I don't know how this whole thing gonna work. It just sounds really dumb. I don't understand it. Why do people care about *Twisted Metal* anymore? I really don't think uh, there might be like a small group of people that care about it. Uh, I don't understand why. Like why? Like, what is it, but why do people do people care about this IP? Like, why is are getting? Why are we making a *Twisted Metal* TV show? There's so many whys in this. Gables, I, I as I keep talking about Twisted Metal, I just keep I just keep asking why. Yeah. On a lot of things. Why is there a TV show? Why are we making a video game? You 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 hired one studio, Lucid, to make it, but then Fire Sprite poached most of the employees from Lucid, and then they just switched the game from Lucid to Fire Sprite. Why are we doing that? <laughs> why did you leave Lucid where you're making Twisted Metal to go to Fire Sprite? Where now you're just making the metal why i wow. have so some there's so many questions not just why is this happening why, why are we getting a tv show why are we making a game why is lucy why was lucy making this game when they already made a shitty racing character racing game no one cared about to give it to fire sprite who is a vr developer to make a fucking i don't know it just it doesn't just make any
1: god dang sense
0: I just don't. Do people care about Twisted Metal anymore? I, I don't think they do. I don't think anybody cared back when it came out in PS3. No, uh, no. Just, that was like that was like eleven years ago.
1: That was the best shot it had to remain relevant in this time frame, and
0: it and they hey, closed yeah. the studio a week before the game came out. I want to remind people of that. Yes, yes, that a did happen. The, the game wasn't even out yet. They already closed the studio, laid everybody off. And that's one
1: of the reasons why that game failed because they did not have consistent support after that launch. I,
0: I think that studio got closed because the game was a going to fail and it failed anyways. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, yeah. It all, Yeah. Oh boy. I, I just don't get it. But that's, that's pretty much the news for this week. Uh, on, on, like I said, there's a lot of like small things, but that was kind of the major stuff I wanted to talk about. Um, hmm. But anyways, was Gables. Uh, you said you were playing, you've been playing some games. What have you been playing buddy? All right, so
1: When it comes to games I've been playing, it's that time period where the New Year starts, you have oh gosh, you're just waiting for like the next like big game to go forth and be released that you're interested in playing, and so for something different, I decided to go on to PlayStation Now <laughs> and I was just looking at the list, and like, you know what? Well, let's see if there's any game that's interesting that I want to go forth and download, so what's kind of hilarious is like, okay, there's a racing game. I feel like I want to play a little bit of a racing game on my PS5. So what did I do? I downloaded Team Sonic Racing, <laughs> of all things. Yep. Yeah. but uh, the thing about this game, the thing about this game is for a racing game, for a team racing game, it isn't bad. I mean, the story mode is kind of atrocious, uh, and by my, my somewhat, I mean totally atrocious, especially if you're not within that age demographic to where I try to appeal to young kids. But even though I'd argue that it would insult the intelligence of a young kid. But barring that, let's just toss the whole story element and stuff besides things and stuff. I think it's pretty fun in terms of like a comparable racing game. I feel like that the course designs and everything else are highly creative it's not terrible. I mean, it's better than some of the racing games I'd played. Like uh, some of the racing games I had played, like some bits last year, like say Art of Rally and that type of stuff. I mean, indie game. Yeah. But uh, when it came to the content of that game, it felt kind of boring in specific spots to where I deleted it off the Xbox that I had. But for Sonic Team Racing, I decided I wanted to go through and test out their, The whole story mode aspect, and uh, I like the creativity of the tracks. I felt like how it was structured during that whole single-player portion of it, that it got really repetitive towards the end portion, because you kept racing the same tracks over and over, bar in different variations and different types of ways. But uh, other than, like, say, racing tracks, there are... Other types of uh, stuff you could do, like, there are, like, collecting a certain amount of rings and stuff They're like, drifting and stuff, and you have to remain, like, in a drift or something like that to collect rings and get, like, a high score and stuff. But, anyway, I was just telling the listeners, Tyler, it's, like, Team Sonic Racing, you know, story mode, like, the actual story itself, atrocious. Gameplay yeah. itself. Gameplay is pretty fun. And, yeah, like, right. the course... The course variety, I mean, the courses themselves are highly creative. I did, like, a bunch of them. I felt like towards the end of the story mode thing, which I spent a total of eight hours playing Team Sonic Racing. I went through the entirety of the story mode. It was highly predictable. But the repetition towards the end of that felt like it was getting longer, and I started getting tired of some of the tracks towards, like, the last hour or two because I was more focusing upon collecting enough of uh the particular emblem stuff no it was actually certain bits of like the trophy stuff because in certain courses you could collect up from like 1 to like 3 in some races barring like the regular races also like uh defeating a bunch of like eggman's freaking uh, robots that you're trying to destroy and stuff with, wep- with uh, weapons with the weapons you're shooting plus drifting many games plus like, a couple of other types of mini uh game stuff, which, in of itself, for a completionist and stuff, I feel like they would have a fun time trying to get a lot of that stuff. But I'll tell you what, this is the type of game that really would have benefited just, like, if you're going to go for a completionist, route, right, you probably could just set the game, like, on the easiest thing and just do whatever with it. Looking at the trophy list of the game itself, it's like, they want you to complete the story mode, races and stuff on, uh like, hard, and also on, like, the very hard. And I think to myself... This game is not that interesting in regards to keep you fully (laughs) invested inside of the main campaign. Now, granted, it was enough for me because I wanted to play a racing game. It did have some fun varieties. I did like the aspect that I was able to earn the customization stuff for my vehicles to unlock in its little virtual little uh, slot machine. I would say, I, actually, it's more like a gumball machine, mind you. It's like one of the t- things where you just spend like about 10 like credits or something like that, and just it just starts like a, cranking the lever and stuff, and you get like a, a gotcha random... A
0: mechanic there.
1: It's almost like a gotcha mechanic without the microtransactions or the dirty feeling afterwards. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> you spend like 10 credits that you go forth and collect through playing games, like bringing the mode to the story mode and stuff, and you unlock a random vehicle customization. And sometimes it'll help a specific, like, racer in that regards. Of course, it's totally random, so you don't know from what racer it's going to go through and give it, like, a specific part two. And then there are aspects to where you can unlock one of, like, three, like, legendary, like, vehicle parts and stuff. So, by the end, like, about eight hours or so of playing that game, I had already unlocked everything for Sonic and I unlocked everything <laughs> for Tails. But uh, Knuckles had, like, maybe one or two things, but it it actually goes for the character that you played the most and the characters that you played the most, they'll have their vehicle unlocked parts like quicker. So since I play predominantly a Sonic, I unlocked everything, but uh, you could do like a whole bunch of color customizations. You can do a whole bunch of like uh, edits in terms of what type of a, like a horn that you want in that regards. Uh, I'll tell you this right now. Sonic's default thing is something like from green Hill zone, <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, you can actually theme your color theme of your racer from like uh, the like uh, like the emeralds, like Emerald Hill Zone and stuff like that from the older Sonic games.
0: But uh, yeah, there was I, custom. I have a question, Cables. I'm sorry, yeah. to interrupt. if everybody goes fast in that game, why do they have cars?
1: Oh, I'm glad you asked that. <laughs> so the whole theme of this game
0: is there. Is there a reason for it? Did yes, they there's it? actually a reason. Oh why. my god,
1: I didn't know this. So the reason why that they're in these go karts to begin with is because they encountered this this one like uh, particular figure. He's called Don Papachi or something like that, Dodon Pachi or whatever the hell. It's a big old freaking Tanuki, right? A trash panda inside of like a good garb, like king's garb and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to eventually spoil some bit of the, the story stuff because, well, you know, I if you're listening to me, if you really want to play this game, I mean, you're going to be playing this game regardless of whether or not, but... Uh, He is, like, a president of, like, a motor company, right? And he wants to test a specific type of engine, so the only way he can get the energy into this freaking engine is by racing, like, having racers, like, race against each other in this and that, and the only reason why they're doing it to begin with is because, one, Sonic and Shadow want to fucking race each other, you know, and, like, it's as terrible as you would think for a story.
0: (laughs) Is the best Sonic story since that time he went he got stuck in the past, and he's but he's eating chili dogs in the Renaissance era.
1: Jesus Christ! What was? Oh God! The Black Knight. Oh, that's the Black Knight. No, well, actually, I kind of would argue there are some portions that were, yeah, more terrible than the Black Knight. But, uh, oh, boy. <laughs> but uh, like I was saying earlier, story mode. It's like story aspects aside, the gameplay is pretty fun. I mean, it's honestly a solid seven, in my honest opinion, because the gameplay is there. It's cheap. You could pick it up for, like, maybe 30 bucks or something like that on the Switch or, like, through PS4 and Xbox One, or even play it through PlayStation Now. Get your fill of it. Well, you can. (laughs) Yeah, of course. But, thankfully, that's not the only game I played throughout the past couple of weeks. No, 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 no. I'm not going to freaking go there. But, uh, no, I decided to... Invest a little bit in uh, some games that I hadn't played a lot of on the switch for the N64 expansion stuff, because for one, I have heard like good and bad things about the whole expansion stuff. I'm like, you know what? I've already paid for it anyway. Let's go ahead and see if testing out some stuff. So I'm going to get my little, little spiral here because I actually beat a couple of them. (laughs) Some of which I hadn't actually played through in years.
0: Is one of the win back?
1: I tried win back. I tried <laughs> a half an hour of win back before I thought to myself, this is an inferior version of metal gear. This plays like shit. And the most important thing about it, it's like I kept getting confused with a freaking Z button and the R button because it's honestly not mappable to where I feel comfortable <laughs> With uh holding down like the the Z trigger, the Z L and stuff like that while trying to position the dude. Like Jean-Luc, I think his name is. The character Jean-Luc, like behind like specific walls and stuff, and then you have to in order to like uh mount against the wall and stuff. This is pre-cover mechanics in first in like third-person shooters, right? So the thing about Winback... back. It's like a core of, like, spies going through and, like, taking on missions and this and that. And so the gameplay aspect of it is like a third-person shooter. You hold down the R button to aim, like, uh, to lock onto an enemy, right? And you press the A button to shoot, or, like, uh, some of that sort. So it feels like... It feels like I am playing a Metal Gear Solid game in terms of some aspects of it, some familiarity, some stealth elements. But I'll it feels... Poor mouth. Well, here's the thing. Like I said, seems like, but it is definitely the inferior version of a Metal Gear Solid. Because...
0: Oh, it's Splinter Cell. Got it. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about it, this is a game made by Koei.
1: Koei Tatmo. And stuff. Oh, yeah, and, makes uh, a lot
0: more sense now. Okay.
1: Think about it. This is a game released in 1999, so this is after Metal Gear Solid, <laughs> after all of that stuff. And yeah, they didn't pay any attention to what made that game good, and instead trying to put out their own. Like, oh, hey, we can build our own stealth game too. We're gonna have our we're gonna have our freaking thing be called John luc and stuff, and we're gonna have them shoot like dudes while holding down your freaking Z button and just targeting things and just shoot them. That's it it felt so terrible trying to aim in that game. I mean, I'm blowing it off, I'm blowing it up, right? Because it's the first time I've ever played this game, right? And this is a game that's over freaking twenty something years old than the N64. It's like I got nostalgia for the N64. I've played like shooters and stuff on that system before i've done this and that oh god but god the, that game is aged terribly so i've only put a half hour inside of that game but i don't uh, think
0: the game aged terribly i think it's just terrible yeah
1: that i could also see that when, when that
0: game was announced everybody's like why the fuck is wind back in there <laughs>
1: Oh, no, it's definitely one of those third-party deals that Nintendo made, but that was I think, I think they
0: published it. That's probably why.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's part of the reason, too. But other than that, I tried out Mario Kart 64 because I love Mario Kart 64, and because I was on a racing game kind of binge during this early month of January so far, I needed something to be kind of a little bit more of a palate cleanser from Team Sonic Racing, so I played Mario Kart 64, oh. enjoy the hell out of it, I, for choice. I think it was kind of hilarious. It's like I went the whole entire fifty CC with Mario, and in regards to that, I also went entirely through like a hundred CC with Donkey Kong, and uh, I haven't done that before. And for Mario Kart sixty four, I went through the whole entire one CC with Yoshi, like one hundred CC is Yoshi and stuff. I found out how to execute a glitch on Rainbow Road. You know how with certain like light characters and stuff, you can do that hop and stuff? I found out how to fucking do that hop with the beginning portion before you go down. You kind of drift like up in the air and stuff like that and just drift downwards before you initially slam to the ground. I timed turning to the left to where I could cut like almost a quarter of that track and land on there and beat it on 150cc doing that. <laughs> Dude, it I thought it was fucking hilarious. Cause uh yeah, on 150cc, man, it's like you go through the various core the various other like uh cups, and they're hard, obviously. You have dudes that just want to be fucking trolls, you have rubber banding AI that goes through into that effect. But uh yeah, I'm I'm happy. Went through the 100 cc Thought about doing the mirror mode stuff, but I'm like, you know, that's that's extra. But uh i played i don't know why i don't know why i had the inkling to play this but i wanted to revisit yoshi story because it had been like over 20 something years since i played that game and then i understood why i hadn't played that game in 20 some odd years is because this is a game that literally has six levels and it's supposed to be highly replayable right well,
0: well it has to be, there's only six levels.
1: Well, that's just the thing, man. It's like I kind of initially was confused at first, like, oh, I I went to the beginning portion of page like supposed like page one. I thought it was like an entire stage. I thought it was like multiple different things you had to select on this panel and stuff and go through each level. No. No, not at all. This is like you do one thing and all of a sudden that little celebration music goes and you go to the next page. I'm like, Wait, that can't be right. That's a bare minimum sort of shit. And uh, same thing happened. Page two, through all the way to the last portion of the game, I faced off against one boss, which was this cotton creature, right? It's like this cotton candy creature that you literally had to defeat the thing by just you, just licking it to death. <laughs> and then it's like there was another boss, but I, I never encountered the boss. This is like a piranha boss or something like in page four or page five or whatever the hell. And then I faced off against Bowser's Junior, like uh, inside of the last one, and no, Baby Bowser is called in this game, like you forgetting. But uh, the thing about it, you know, it's it would have been it would have been a lot better if, for one, it didn't last. If it actually lasted longer than a couple of hours at most, and I got every single feeling I in like uh felt back when i first played that game because i had a high off of playing Yoshi's Island on the Super Nintendo. I've rented that game, i played that game and stuff back then in like the late like the mid to late 90s. Yoshi's Story comes out for the 64. I played that game. I liked some aspects of it, but i was disappointed because of how incredibly short it was and like not as all in, not very much inspired from the previous game before it. But, yeah, I ended up beating that game, went through that entire thing and stuff. But uh, a game I never played, there was one game on there I have never played before on there. And that was, and actually gone through and enjoy that, that was Dr. Mario 64. Let me tell you something, Tyler. Playing the story mode of Dr. Mario 64, even on easy mode it's the biggest pain in the ass I've ever played (laughs) for a puzzle game for quite a long while because you think, okay, easy mode, it'll take your time and stuff like that, you can get your old, the viruses, all this other stuff. No, that's not the case. After about the, the sixth or seventh battle, the difficulty spikes, especially with the last fucking level of the game. For some odd reason, you know, it was, it's also a game like a kind of a forgettable story, right? And you are your last the last player you play off against, you know, the final boss is supposed to be this like this clown character called Rudy. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Is like, okay, Rudy. It's like a fucking clown, this and that, you know, in some sort of fucking castle and stuff. Now bear in mind this is a story where You're trying to fetch your mega vitamins and stuff like that because they were stolen by first Wario and then like a whole bunch of like other like this bad scientist shit. And like all this other stuff happens along the way through chapters until eventually it gets to this one dude called Rudy. I lost to that fucker about 10 to 15 times until until I I kid you not. I spent like about a good solid day or two like between getting off of work and doing this and doing that. Playing against this boss on easy mode, because for one, he was going so fucking fast for me to particularly complete certain portions to eliminate viruses that uh, this, until finally I figured out the pattern to where I could clear out the Megavine and like the viruses out in a specific way to where I could finally beat him to clear that fucking game. It was the first time in a while where I played a game I don't feel like I never want to touch it again because <laughs> uh, it brings back old memories of uh, playing games in the '64, like, and then like absolutely just hating them because they were either so stupid or they were either like incredibly like one-sided and sort of stuff. It was one of those type of moments and stuff. When I finished it, I put each of my middle fingers up and I'm like, "Yes, yes, forget you, forget you." <laughs> oh god and all of a sudden while I'm doing it I just get the mental image of the meme like Haunter used mean look <laughs> it's just Haunter with his eyes growing big flipping off Entei and Entei's like <laughs> like what <laughs> it just runs away oh yeah but yeah it's been sort of a slow sort of like gaming week for me because it's been mostly filler until the next big line release which hopefully is going to be Pokemon Legends Arceus I mean, hell, I played Team Sonic Racing, I played Mario Kart 64, and delved into Dr. Mario 64, Yoshi's Story, and Winback. Even though those games were mostly filler, and maybe a couple of them I rather enjoyed, (laughs) it may be, I understand why people are frustrated with the N64 expansion pack stuff. Because I've already played through the mainline, like, most of the main games, the only ones I hadn't really delved into yet, Sin and Punishment, which I know that game is supposed to be hard, but it's supposed to be a pretty good one by Treasure. Then you have Ocarina of Time and Paper Mario, two games I've already played through, obviously. Both fairly long games. But that's it for me, man. What about you? Uh,
0: Kind of in the same boat of just trying to fill the time on, uh, you know, play want to play some games scratch that itch but struggling to uh you know finding it sticks uh you know i i you know being off the last few days i have uh watched a lot of tv shows and movies i've caught up on my movies and tv shows for the most part uh but uh anyways um i put a few hours into final fantasy VII remake replaying that uh my second favorite game from 2020 uh-huh. uh they, they, they had the ps5 uh update come out uh, i beat intermission last year but i, I oh my okay. god like, like, oh, man i really want to fucking play that game again and i started playing it and I'm, it's really good i mean the game's fucking fantastic obviously i still love it but i'm like man this is like a, this is a huge investment and it's like i don't know if i really want to do that right now because you know i'm just i'm not really <laughs> like trying to find something that's gonna like you know suck up all my time for the next couple months i'm just like i'm just trying to kill you know some you know something i can just I don't want even, I don't want like a huge commitment right now. It's kind of what I was looking at. Yeah. Uh, started playing Control on the PS5 version. Uh, I beat that as well. Oh there you my go. top That was on my top ten. And, well, I didn't beat it this time, but I beat it in 2019 when it first came out. And I remember really liking the game, but it just ran like garbage. Um, this is like they have the PS5 uh, was free with PS Plus last year, uh, but you, like your your trophies and your saves don't carry over on that one. So I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll beat beat that again. Maybe it'll be good. It's gonna be, you know, upgraded, up upgraded. The PS5. It's actually gonna run like it's supposed to. Uh, played that for like three or four hours. It's good. It's joined It just wasn't that clicking for me at that point in time. Just wasn't what I wanted. I guess at that point. Uh, Gables, I did it again. What? I I spent ten dollars. Uh huh. And I upgraded to the PS5 version of Death Stranding. <laughs>
1: Now that I wasn't even gonna mention anything in regards to that, I saw that I'm like, okay, let's see what happened this time. And so,
0: I, I, I put like six hours into it, and I fucking hate this goddamn game, Gables. It's so bad. I why hate do it you so torture much.
1: Yourself with this game. I don't know.
0: I keep doing it. This is why I got COVID. I deserve this. Uh, <laughs> I deserve myself <laughs> for putting myself through this. Fuck this goddamn game. I love you, Kojima. I love the cut scenes. My, you, I, my eyeballs are glued to the screen whenever there's a cutscene. I just hate playing this fucking trash game. This is a trash game. Uh, I just, oh, I, I can't do it. Like, there's the, the fu- There's no fucking fast travel. It got, there was one point, I, I beat like three chapters, I think, and I got to like this one point. I'm like, I'm, 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 I might be able to do this. Guys, was looking, I'm like, I probably got like eight hours left. I might be able to just suck it up, get through there's one point where you get to this guy and he had, he want you have to go to three different areas and like this like basically like this triangle of like right like you're here, you're here, you gotta go here, there's one over here, and there's one over here. But you gotta do like in a certain order, but then every time you gotta go back to him after you do that one and then walk back. And it's in the goddamn fucking mountains. So you're walking in knee high snow up uh-uh. a hill. So and then you all, all your shit has stamina. So uh it's just it, it took like it takes like fifteen, twenty minutes to get there. Then you gotta walk back to him, then you gotta walk to the next I it fuck it broke me again. I fuck that game. It's a bad game. It's a piece of shit. Fuck that fucking game. Fuck you, Kojima. I love you, but fuck you. Make a better game next time. Make a game actually next oh time. My Make God. a fucking game. Make a fucking game next time, you asshole. I love you. Don't do this to me anymore. Fuck. <laughs> I, I'm playing it on very easy and it's just bad. I hate it. Uh I beat Horizon Zero Dawn again. Hey, um, there you go. Was the other thing. Yeah, I just I did new game plus and I just so I have to start off with like a level fifty two character. Uh I I've beaten this game. I did a shit ton of side stuff. Uh I beat the expansion pack
1: uh, when okay. it first came
0: out in twenty seventeen. I have. I, my original playthrough was over 50 hours. Yeah. And I still didn't hit the level cap cables. Hmm. I beat the game again. I didn't do. I, I did a, a probably a few hours of side stuff. I still did not hit the level cap. The level cap was 60. I started at 52. And I got to 58 barely. <laughs> I, I, I started, I'm like, what the fuck do I got to do here? Uh Brian. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I'm like, God damn. I, 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 I could probably do it in like three hours i could probably i could get to the level cap it's fairly easy just by get yeah, grinding uh but i just like, i'm not doing that
1: pretty much like that. uh killing animals killing like uh, the robots around probably well
0: there, yeah you can do it like you get a decent chunk of x xp for doing that stuff uh i just i don't want to do it uh i thought i was hoping i'd just do it naturally by playing mm-hmm. through the game for a second fucking time uh like my, my in the end like i have like 65 hours in this fucking this one save, uh, between you know two playthroughs and an expansion pack, uh, I still don't beat it, uh, so I might. Do I just want to beat the expansion pack again? No, I'm not gonna do that, <laughs> uh, but it's a very, I mean, the game is phenomenal. I just want to replay it for Forbidden West, uh, you know, for that comes out next month, uh, yes, yeah, like understandably, a, a, a refresher on the story and and those mechanics, so it was fun, uh, boy, fighting, taking down. Like get into the big fights with like when you like stumble upon like the big fucking robots are awesome. Uh I forgot how good some of the story moments are, the story beats. Like it's not a phenomenal story, but when like when some of those moments hit, oh boy, they're good. They're good. Oh Music, yes. Oh much. yes,
1: especially if you're going like Forest like uh past when you're claiming that first like <laughs> plane walker, you know, you're like going through, you're like exploring everything like inside of this this like post apocalyptic like uh little Town looks like a San Francisco, like uh, California town, or whatsoever. And like, you're uh, at, uh,
0: like Utah, I think, in this game,
1: yeah, okay. So, Utah, okay. So, like I was stating, it's like you're exploring the city, and all of a sudden, you get up to like that part and stuff where you have to get that mission where you had to, you know, hack into that plane walker, and then all of a sudden, you had to yeah. go through up to there, and then you do the terrain, like, right around it's like it's walking around in the circle right and you're supposed to climb yeah. the building and do all that stuff and get on its back the tall neck yeah the tall neck that's what I want yeah that's what I was saying i don't know yeah why first, I was, oh yeah like, first
0: time i do that that's awesome that's just so cool
1: yeah
0: yeah so yeah that th- just every time like it, it never got bored like when like oh, finding no. like the bigger creatures there's just always funny. like I, I stumble upon one I'm like oh yeah okay I like I was like I'm just trying to mainline it and I like look over and i'm like I see, like, three of, like, the 30-foot-long alligator-looking alligator ones. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go fuck those guys up real fast. So I'm, like, <laughs> go over and fight them. Oh, man. And even, like, being, like, you know, high level, and I'm like, they're still, it's still a challenge. It's still fun. Like, fighting, like, the Stormbirds are, ooh, boy, those are not, those are, those motherfuckers are tough.
1: Uh especially the ones like uh, when you come across like a random pack or something where it looks like those oh, yeah. like type of like uh deer creatures or something like that that have the the fuel at the four, like, before, like oh, energy fuels and stuff like that. Yeah. That you use a fire arrow and then just in like, flames. It fucking just it gets hit with that thing, right? And all of a sudden it spreads to the others and then all of a sudden yeah. that like, spreads to the others and stuff and all of a sudden you oh, yeah. got five to ten kills like within the span of a one arrow.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, those are always the best if you blow one up and it, yeah, it, like you've work it out enough. Oh my God. Yeah. That game is so fucking good, I just love it. I can't wait for the, I was, I was watching some of the trailers for the new one. Uh, they're showing like one of the new trailers, like it shows up mm. some of the new, uh, enemies in this game. I'm like, Oh boy, uh, this is going to be awesome. So yeah, I beat that again. Uh, yep. Yeah, still my favorite game, of, uh, 2017, uh, for sure. Uh, yeah, that game was phenomenal. I, and I, I just forgot, I forgot how good, uh, that story is. And, uh, yeah, I always love the world and the idea of the world of like this post-apocalyptic where it's not zombies or yeah. anything like that. It's just like I guess I don't want to spoil what happened, but like how we got to this point, like why there are these these fucking robots that are like animals. Uh, what caused all this? And we're like, you learn all that, and then like, oh boy, it's it's just awesome. It's and then the characters and like learn about what like what happened to those days, find some, read some of the stories and like the letters and. Some of the, like the uh, voice recordings you pick up and stuff too are really cool. Uh, yeah, that game is phenomenal. I cannot wait for uh, for Middle West. So that's that's pretty much all I've been playing. You know, like I said, just jump around between a lot of shit. And then Horizon was the one thing one thing that stuck. So yeah, but that's pretty much it. Uh, we're gonna get out of here because we got another episode to record right after yep. this. Uh, but thank you guys for listening. It's good to be back. Uh, wish I was just 100 you know being back. But uh, hopefully next week I'll be better. Uh, but uh, hopefully next week we will be better well I'll be better so uh, I can be better on the show I'm not fucking uh, coughing up a lung and blowing, uh, <laughs> uh, while I'm doing this uh, wear a mask uh, get get boosted people uh, but while you're doing that uh, please subscribe to us uh, we are on everything YouTube iTunes Spotify Facebook Twitter Twitch uh, all those places please like follow subscribe five stars uh, all that share share's a big one uh, you do all that stuff makes it more likely other people could find us. i really appreciate it if you did all those things for us. But uh, until next time, my host host, I was Tyler.
1: And I have been Colonel Gables. So until next time, number one, definitely check out the Linktree stuff with all of our information, regards and in that stuff. Definitely have yourself a fun time in regards to playing games that you enjoy without having to feel like a chore. Fuck NFTs. And most importantly of all that, thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast.
0: Oh, and hey Gables. Yeah, uh, I saw they're doing a Castlevania NFTs for the 35th anniversary. Uh-huh, so I right clicked uh-huh. and saved this image for you. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Bye, right, guys. I
0: see, what
1: you did there. <laughs> <laughs> see ya. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god! Fucking was... NFTs, dude. Yeah, man. I...